0: Hill, where the mighty horse... Hello and thanks for listening to One Week at a Time, a Box Hill Hawks podcast. My name is Sean Peterbudge and we're brought to you by the wonderful people at Budget Car and Truck Rental. I'm joined by my co-host Emily Ferguson. M. Em, it's great to have you here today. How are you and I'm... who do we have with us?
1: I am good, thanks Sean. How are you? Excellent. Good. Um, we've got the main man of the Box Hill Coaching Group. Very humble when we asked him to be a guest, but he was highly suggested, and we're very glad to have him. So, Senior Coach Clint Proctor.
2: Hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we
0: did start the record once, and then and you rattled me because you you were you were like really into the intro.
2: Yeah, I was loving the song.
0: I was, I, was, I, and I stuffed. I up must the intro.
2: skip the intro when I listen. Then do I?
0: I thought you were just you just maybe thought oh, oh I just, just forgot that it was there. Or, or you know, it was really cool. You didn't realize it's in the show. know yeah. we don't, we don't oh, add it later. No, it's um, you're brought to us by Invogue Door Systems, which of course are our coach's partner. Um, it's really I suppose a really good week to have you on because we're going to have a chat about your footy journey. We're going to have a chat about what you do outside of footy, and of course uh, this week's big game. So mm. without further ado, I'll throw to M with the new ball, and we'll get underway. So obviously,
1: big game this weekend, Proc. The first VFL final series since 2019. Mm -hmm. How are we shaping up?
2: Yeah, good. Been a good week on the track. Uh, I've got a few boys back from Hawthorne who have had some great experience. So yeah, the team's well balanced and in a good position. Hopefully, you know, we can compete and get a win. That's, that's, That's the aim.
1: And we played the Suns back in round 10 and we did get a win. So, how much of that result is relevant going into this week? Yeah,
2: it's good, good memories. I shared a couple a couple of clips from that trip. And um, one of the ones was around the theme we had about barbecue moments. And It was a very
0: um, unbelievable Photoshop work. Yeah. On, on your part. <laughs> so poor. So poor. It was so bad. It was good. Do you want to explain the idea of the barbecue moment? Oh, uh,
2: well. The barbecue moment is a moment in a game where you celebrate and you look back on in 10 years' time and be like, tell that story about that moment in the game and that you had, um, being at a beautiful stadium. So Paso won the barbecue moment.
0: It was it was actually – because round 10 is what? That's 12 or 13 yeah. weeks ago now. Yeah. And it was – the barbecue moment was actually beautifully illustrated because as soon as you queued the clip up, everyone in the room went, <laughs> yeah. oh, Paso's goal. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we all assumed he'd taken a couple of bounces. Mate, and it's
2: it gone from uh, one bounce to two. It had someone said four in there? Mm-hmm. Now I think they're putting a bit of mayo in. But the funniest thing is he didn't take one. He didn't take a
0: single <laughs> bounce. It's a wonderful
2: goal. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is what happens in barbecue moments, and um, it becomes a tall. I have pain. to I have to share it. I got it off Paul Salmon. Yes, right. He's one of the funniest guys I've ever met, and he was coaching me in this um, charity game. And he brought everyone in and he's like, all right, all right, it's all about your barbecue moment. You want to look back here at Etihad Stadium or wherever we were playing and be like, you can explain to your um, uncle, your aunties and all that, you know, when you're sitting there at the family barbecue with your beer in hand, how you kick that goal, you know. And I, and I was like, this is perfect. Well, I took the big mark. Was, yeah, I the- So I used that barbecue moment. So um, now f- Given him my own secret way, oh. <laughs> So I didn't come up with on my own, but yeah. But you know what's credit, a
0: credit to you is that it was a funny theme on the day and you sort of went, oh, this is good, this yeah, works, yeah. and we had the great moment with, yeah, yeah, with Paso's yeah. goal. Yeah. But then we go back to it, revisit it for the first time, and it's grown legs.
2: This is what happens. So <laughs> I'm telling you, and then it will. So it's like four bounces now, an and he didn't have one. But it's still a good goal. It was a Very great good goal. goal. Great yeah, goal. He I actually
0: – it's actually – yeah. ran, he ran as far as you're able to run legally. Yep. In two stints
1: without
2: yeah. bouncing the ball. Yeah, no, It was a great goal. Quick handball in there wasn't it? Yeah, a yeah, handball DBR. DBR and then a forward handball and then kicked it from about 60. But he that'll be about – he did kick it from 60, but that'll be 70 in about five years' time.
0: <laughs> and he got it – what do you reckon? He got it just back of the wing?
2: Back of the wing. But he, in five years' time, it'll be the back pocket. Yes. <laughs> and he would have sold some candy, yep. took a bounce, handball DBR, got it back, kicked it from 70. <laughs> so that's what will happen. It's that's been, a
0: barbecue moment. It'll basically be you know, Jeff Farmer's famous goal when he go. runs the length of the field. But he doesn't. No, no, <laughs> he ran the middle third.
2: Yeah, no, so uh, that's the theme, and uh, I think it was brought back good memories.
0: Yep. Absolutely. It was a great trip. It was a really, you know, the, the game itself was a really good win when we last went to the Gold Coast, and the, for those people, we don't want to make it too in-jokey, but there was a, a little game played on the bus, you might remember, Proc, which <laughs> um, was yeah. like a singing-along sort of game. It's, the- I don't even know how to describe it, but that was after the, the win,
2: yeah, it was like youngy, youngy,
0: youngy, or something uh, so like the that. that idea was, would I remember youngy, youngy, youngy. Well, I the idea would be I would say, you know, proc, proc, and yeah. then you would have to say m, m, yeah. and then you would have to say someone else.
2: The most repetitive game ever, <laughs> but but somehow it was funny.
0: It was hilarious, and that was on the way back, <laughs> yeah. obviously to the yeah. point after back the game, the, yeah. and it was it was a really great. It was our first interstate trip, you know, as, <laughs> as, a, as a footy club. Or Proc's choking. <laughs> <laughs> He's joking on a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Colo just walked past. Like
2: that, Colo walked past. He's rattled. Um, I'm rattled from Colo because, but <laughs> he normally bows me up right now. But it was it was a teeth. great
0: um, it was a great trip. It was a great. So hopefully, yeah. I suppose more so than perhaps the on field stuff is the off field stuff we can take. Obviously, going up, but yeah. um, no, wonderful, wonderful ho- uh, result. And fingers crossed, it's a case of history repeating.
2: Hopefully.
1: And I'm assuming it's been a good build-up this week and you've had some good problems in terms of match committee. Geordie Kinnico returned to our lineup last week. Paso rejoins the group this week. A heap of Hawks-listed players, Shields, Jekka, Hardigan, Howe, Blank are all back on deck. So firstly, how do you juggle those big match committee decisions? We seem to make like five to six changes yeah. a week. How much of a headache is that for you week to week?
2: Probably should have given a bit more of a pump-up in the meeting this morning. But I moved past that pretty quickly. But um, uh, it's just the... Uh, nature of the beast with this role there's so many moving parts um being you know a feeder into the senior team so it's always a challenge but it's around the balance and what's best for the club and the development and then tying that into winning so I always try and make sure I have that first front of mind that development is winning it it comes hand in hand at this level so yeah it's great to have him back um and then you know just had to have a couple of not difficult conversations because some of the young boys are still learning and developing and the great thing was at the back end of the year we were able to get games into a lot of those young bikes in particular and get wins when, you know, against Frankston and Geelong in particular, they were huge matches because I knew how important they were to enable us, I guess, some safety, a safety net to get to the finals um, and given where Hawthorne were at with regards to packing up a lot of players and putting them in for surgery, it was... Testament to the development and the young guys to come in and play their roles and do it really well. And it'll give them a really good platform for maybe finals if they get the opportunity or next year.
0: Well, Sam mentioned, you know, five to six changes and that's sort of, we do tend to make, you know, those four minimum five in in the last couple of weeks, particularly one week, I think we had nine or 10. Yeah, 10. Which was which was unreal, you know. More than half a team. Which is phenomenal. Um, it was against Bulldogs. I never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Tough week. We don't want to talk about that. No. Um, how much of a challenge is that as a match committee, as a coaching group, to have so many moving parts? You know, week to week. You know, I actually I sat, I found myself uh, sitting in on a match committee the other week. It was it was jarring and it was interesting. But you'd say, oh, I was just in the room and you said oh, st- stick around. Yeah. And I sort of sat there. I, I told Naps later I <laughs> I did I did. I was paying very close attention and I thought on the off chance Proc throws to me with something, Mate. have something ready. I thought there's a 99.9% <laughs> you, you chance. All, you know you can always No, but it. I was like there's a 99.99% chance <laughs> he'll obviously go, look, don't, don't ask Sean a question here. But if you did, I was you like, I, I didn't want to be sitting there going, Do ah, I, say something stupid. <laughs> I don't know. But it was an interesting insight into, yeah. okay, we lose A, B and C yeah. because X, Y and Z have to come back but it's a factor of you know, four, five, six blokes a week. And sometimes you're changing winning formulas. Mm-hmm. You know How how much of a challenge is that for you as a senior coach and for you as a match committee?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, we, we try and play the same way most weeks. So we want to be the same team, same brand. Um, but you have to work with the individual and their strengths as well. So, you know, we have Howe and Shields in the team at the moment and all of a sudden we have great stability around there and really good leadership. When they're out of the team, you know, it's really on us as senior coaches and um, in particular youngie to make sure we're communicating a lot um, when there's younger guys in there, if you know what I mean. So there's, a, there's always that varying different angles of um, support and where it needs to come from. Um, so, for example, even the last three games I've been down on the bench because I knew we had a young team. Uh, so, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I, I was the one that could wear the brunt and there was no blaming or shifting because we didn't have the leadership on the ground necessarily to deal with those challenges that present. So I put myself down there knowing that I couldn't see the game the way I normally do. But what I can control is coach the moment and coach discipline and make sure that, you know, every, like I was in front taking the board. So Sydney – And you're you know, visible. Yeah, and I'm like, man, that's my fault. I got that wrong. You know, the players come off, oh, this should happen. No, no, it's my fault. I should have that guy there. And they feel better, mm. like already, rather than, you know, because mistakes will obviously happen. So, um, yeah, so it's always ever-moving piece and for us it's always trying to adapt and help that situation as much as we can, whether it's with coaches playing those roles like I did or Howie and Pup coming in and oh. providing leadership. Yeah.
1: So you would say that buy-in from those senior listed players is quite important for us?
2: Huge. The, the two of them are... Um, i just say they're such professionals, but they're also, like, great humans. Like, they're so good. Um, their buy-in is unbelievable, um, and they've enabled us to, I think, get where we are, uh, along with Ports and Damo, um, Beezer and, and all the and Ferg and all the guys, Stewie. You know, they've been instrumental as well, but also the Hawthorne leadership and the connection is um, is one of the reasons we're successful.
0: I've said this before. Um, I don't know if I've said it to you, but I'm going to say it to you now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to my mind, arguably the most important player in the alignment in 2018 when we last won the flag was Brendan Whitecross. Yep. So we had a lot of really good Hawthorne-listed boys. We had a lot of good VFL-listed boys um, who all played their roles and it was all you know, holistically why we were able to win the flag. Yep. But Whitey, his buy-in mm. and his commitment and his attitude yep. set the tone. And yep. for me watching on, I remember thinking this bloke – is Here to win for himself, for the team, for the club, for the alignment, and his his, his, his motivation is such and his mm. commitment is such that none of his teammates, whether you're AFL or VFL listed, have an excuse not to be. Yeah, yeah. and it was so like it was so important because he'd had the close calls, had yeah. done his knee yeah. and missed out on the senior flags. Great play. But there was this really he was in it and he was in 100%. And what it meant was everyone else was as well. Because if it means so much to this guy, well, well, it's got to mean that to me. And then that's how you saw it. Dylan Moore was great. You know, CJ came through at that time. Um, you know, Mitchie Lewis was sort of – he was there as well. But Whitey really set the tone. He was really so important. And I see a lot of that in Shieldsy, for example.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's, he's – like he has, <laughs> he has every right not to be here. You know, he's a three-time Premiership player. Um, played over a couple hundred games you know he could easily be sitting back now thinking about his next chapter and what's happening um but here he is fronting up at you know a captain's run box hill tuesday thursday nights pouring rain and rolling his sleeves up and you know playing for for the club and the organisation and it's just oh, it's inspiring. i i love him so much for it, like and and so do his teammates and so does everyone around the club mm-hmm. and uh speaks volumes about his character
0: absolutely so, just in terms of your coaching broadly, how have you found your uh, first year at the helm of the Box Hill Hawks? How do you look back on the year as an individual?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, it's, a, it's been an unreal journey and really grateful for the opportunity, I always say that. Um, and all the way through from pre-season to now, you know, it's been like ongoing learning for me. Like, I felt like, like I've been a senior coach before um, – for a couple of years in Geelong, three years in in, in Tasmania. So I've, I've been in the role and I understand, you know, those conversations that always happen, the work hap- the work behind the scenes, how much, you know, time you need to give to it. Um, yeah, and, and one of the things for me is probably at this level, the, the amount of um, time and understanding, like you have to have week to week around opposition and also the – I guess the role of the coach setting up the team um all the way through to our strategies, our plan B's, Cs, D's, role clarity. Um
0: Working with Dill and S Dil and C and um Laura and the medical team. Yeah,
2: yeah, that that was interesting this week as well. So <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's forever like there's always moving parts to it. So for me it's uh, one of the biggest things I've taken away from the learnings is how you set your w- week up. So the first after the game, it's so important to get the review done and code the game and, you know, put hours into it and, and make sure you've you're covered all bases. But the day after is the most important for me. So it's like, okay, set the week up. This is what it looks like with training, going through the plan, volume of work, drills, what we need to be working on. This is where we played the team last time. This is what they're playing like. So knowing them in and out from the start is critical for me to then explain that to the players when I'm having those subtle one-on-ones. Like, hey, this guy's going to do this to you. you know. Remember last time we played them? So I always revisit that. And being part-time, that's challenging. Definitely, my wife would know. I'm at home, I'm upstairs in the office, and I'm watching the Gold Coast this week and when we played them last time and whatnot. And so, yeah, it can be time-consuming, but definitely at the start of the week, it's what I've learned is that it's so important to get that done. And then I, then I'm not chasing my tail during the week, and I'm in control, and I know exactly how things are processed
1: 100%. and ready to
2: roll. Yeah.
1: And so, what would you say is the biggest challenge shifting from assistant coach last year to senior coach? This is is it
0: just that workflow? Is it just that work balance? Oh, or like mate,
2: just. I'll I'll say this when when a VFL I reckon the VFL assistant is one of the best jobs in the world. Seriously, and I've been a VFL assistant for some time now, and because you can put in as much as you want. Or as less as you like. And, you know... Are you good, and you're a good cop. Good, mate. You win the game, <laughs> yep. you're like, oh, I made that move. Yeah. <laughs> I told Proc, I said, push him inside. It's going to help us. You lose the game, I wouldn't have done that. No way. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> really. I didn't no. suggest no. that. Oh, I didn't know. I don't <laughs> no, know was... what they were thinking going that, Like, gear down, mate. Come on. Like, or you know, whatever it is. Yeah. You know? So, um, <laughs> the best role ever. And, you know, so... But, yeah, like, it's it's completely different. Like, completely different. The time... Like, you know, the conversations from stakeholders, medical, um, high performance, let alone looking after 40 players, development, local games, yeah, everything. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, like I said, you can put in whatever you like in regards to the, the line role and make it as big as you like or as small as you like. It's up to you and, want you and what works for you, though, best.
0: I remember seeing someone describe, mockingly, they said, oh, what's the role of a director? on a movie yeah. and someone said, oh, they just arranged the credits. <laughs> and it was the, like, it was, it was this sort of industry in joke of a, of a way of kind of like damning with faint praise. Yeah. But then when you actually, you, they sort of said, no, like it's um, particular on really big movies. Yeah. They said, oh, it's an, it's an all encompassing every decision. Yeah. Big or small, whether you actually care about the outcome or not, you know, what color shirt someone's wearing or mm. how are we setting up this shot or whatever. It guess, it's you, Every decision yep. comes across your desk yep. and there's, there's areas where you're thinking, I'm giving up a disproportionate amount of my time for something that is actually relatively small, yeah. but I still need to make this decision. No, that's right. That's your role. And it's that, yep. that funny thing where you go, yeah, it's this all-encompassing, you're thinking about it all the time, yep. you're thinking about what are we doing tomorrow, what have we got to get done next week, Mate, et cetera. Who's rooming
2: with who? Like, there's so many things that, that go to coaching the control can and you, like, culture. And,
0: can you give us a spoiler proc? So, we're on the plane tomorrow. Mate. Is Ben Cavara rooming with Cal Porter again? This is the thing. Like,
2: this is, the, see, the, as a senior coach, and you think, oh, nothing of it. But if it's going to enable a player to play well, then you've got to set them up for a good, you know, a good environment. And yeah, we'll put them together. Because if <laughs> we don't, they'll be rattled. Like, it's ridiculous. but But it is what it is. Like, you know, and these, like, even the interstate trips, it's really important to be organised around that. So for me, you know, I send it, and I don't often write in their group chats, but I sent a message out at the start of the week was around, you know, how this is how the week's going to look like. And Harry does all that comms, but I wanted to do it as a senior coach be like, hey, the box will look like this. Heidi will be running this week because we need Harry in this spot. Um, all the way through to I'll be back up now, Otto will be down. You know, because you don't want to be, like, throwing things at them that are not ready for and, like, why has this changed? Things like that. And although it's minor, it, it will add up. Same with, like, rooming. Same with, like, prep, making sure that, you know, I'm talking to Harry about, hey, let's, let's get mobility done but give them two or three hours so they can wind down, reset, get on the bus, then play really well. So th- they're all the minor details that people wouldn't even worry about. But as a senior coach, you worry about because it, it's about how we set the team up to perform, and that is a percentage of it, and it's important.
0: Checking boxes, oh. and just as you said, like <laughs> yep. that communication piece for ninety percent of the playing group might not register. It's like, oh yeah, it's good to know,
2: but, be, no, but there
0: might be yeah. a, a section of the group that's like, yeah. oh, it's subconsciously, yeah, well, oh, it's
1: different. You give them time to process. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, it's
2: yeah, that's coaching. <laughs> that's coaching.
1: Bit of a follow-up. What are the hardest and best parts of your role you've found?
2: Hardest part is letting players down, and you know, not in the team or managing it, especially with uh, you know alignments that, that, that presents those challenges at times. Um, that's that's the hardest part. But ultimately, you know, <coughs> you know, players are aware of situations and and what they're in and things like that. Um, but definitely, definitely, that that has been the most difficult, and the, and just to be. You know, in control of the message and make sure it's consistent, um, understanding the person, how they take it, um, and then giving an appropriate feedback. That's the hardest part. But, and well, I suppose we mentioned
0: it earlier, didn't we, that yep. the assistant coach is a really super important part yep. um, of the football program, but they're the good cop.
2: Yeah, yeah. And usually. They, not, all, not, not all. No, things, but, like, but yeah. Usually but, and they're all buy, like, when the decision's made, a yeah, match committee, it's made by everyone. 100%. And then ultimately, it's my decision in the end. But they, they're all, everyone buys in. But they, you're right, because oh, I can be the bad cop, and be like, mate, you're out. <coughs> they're the armor. They're the armor. They go and pick out. them up. Look, yeah, yeah look, and they have to. Like, yeah, that's their role. It's their that's role. the so, ecosystem, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I remember
0: yeah. um, Killer, where we mentioned briefly before. Killer told a really funny story. Um, Not ha-ha funny, but um, 18 it would have been, 2018. He'd played some good footy. He was in the team earlier in the year and he'd played some really good footy and he got dropped on balance because a few Hawks boys were coming back and he was just unfortunately the lucky magnet, unlucky magnet squeezed off the whiteboard because a few senior listed boys were coming back in from from injury or otherwise. Mm. And Newey, Chris Newman, shout out, who was coach at the time, went up to him at training one night and said, uh, got some good news and some bad news and Killer sort of being the easy kind of going guy goes oh yeah okay mm. he goes oh yeah what's the good news and you he goes you're playing really good footy he goes we're, we're so wrapped yeah. Yeah, how are you are going? going um, you're giving us what we need you're in really good form he goes yeah he goes, <laughs> what's the out. bad news he goes you're out yeah. he goes you dropped yeah. and he was out I reckon Killer was out for five or six weeks he just couldn't get his way back yeah. into the team mm. but that was that awkward conversation with a guy to go, yep. <clears throat> how do I frame this in a way that's not
2: – Yeah, you've got, to, you've got to tell them the truth. Yeah. You've got to tell them the truth.
0: And which is which was good. So, I mean, as Em just asked, what's the best part of the job?
2: Uh, watching players develop and succeed. Yeah, definitely. Like even like one of the ones I've been so wrapped with is Saundo, Jack Saunders, because I coached him last year as a forward coach and, you know, he was very raw um, – and, you know, really we had him doing some defensive roles in the front half. And then now I see he goes and plays his first AFL game. And then I look at the team and I'm like, geez, we missed Saunders. And that is a great compliment for a young player to have, that a coach is like, oh, gee, we could have done with him today. Like we really missed his spread and his run and his ability to make the field big. And um, so watching development, like watching him grow from there, to where he is now and understanding development is like really important for success um, is is one of the best parts of it and all the way through to you know Max Hall who's going to play in our midfield this weekend from where he's come from to now um, unbelievable and we've got like Louis who's you know ever getting better um, even you know Liam Cog- Coggs as well mate a non-traditional pathway player now looking like he's capable at the level Um, is really exciting. So, you know, watching all those guys, um, those young kids, um, get better is, is, is awesome, especially being their first time in the system. So, you know, I've, I've had the responsibility to guide them and manage, manage that development. But also I think the other, the other great, um, part about coaching is the, the environment and the, and the culture itself and, and that's what I love about footy clubs, you know. I think footy clubs are special and sporting clubs are great. Like they're just so good for social connection, um, feeling like, you know, you have a place where you belong. Um, and the great thing about Box Hill is, and I've always said this all the way through, that the the, the amount of the diversity and the inclusion in, in Box Hill is un, unrivaled in my opinion. I've been to a few clubs and it can get clicky at times, like it clumps, but it doesn't get clicky at Box Hill, and that's what I love about it. Every every character or personality is accepted on who they are, and then they almost like just form to the, the culture, and it and it shapes the environment for what it is. You look at the place we have, we have Thorpey, um, you know Brady Gray, you know those two boys playing pivotal roles as you know in an Indigenous space, all the way through to um, you know Ed Phillips, you know who working with Push Pull. Um, Ports You think about him And his characteristics Ferg Then you got like All the school teachers mm. you know, Very methodical in, You know Processed men And they're mostly Our leaders by the way um, But all of them Have great leadership um, Attributes And qualities yeah. And Do you feel like a,
0: a bit of a shout out There too To It usually comes up Most weeks A bit of a shout out To NAPS I suppose
2: oh, Well the, that, that's the framework So yeah. you know It always comes from the top So from the board all the way through to, you know, our department and how it's set up and the team. Naps is huge. He he is one of the core main drivers of this because he ultimately makes the big decisions in regards to how the team is set up, you know, with regards to me uh, and players and everything. So he he has a huge say in how things are run and uh, no doubt he's a huge influence in that.
0: You mentioned before the sort of the development pathway and getting those kids through the door. And as someone who has coached and played at the VFL, you know, state league level, yeah. um, you would be really well positioned to comment on this. It's, it is such a, I've always said that the VFL, VFL is great because it's, it's the best of both worlds. Yeah, It's the best parts of a professional program and a local footy club. It's that perfect, yeah, you know, Goldilocks style yeah. in yeah. the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. But these kids come into the program as well it's hard graft yeah and oh. and is there anything that you do particularly to kind of shepherd those kids they come whether it be out of a nab league program yeah. or off a local list and the bar is pretty high yeah. at vfl level um is there anything you do to help kind of shepherd kids you know through that teething process yeah
2: it's a, it's a, it's a tough one um i've always uh had the opinion and and I've expressed this to everyone that i've spoken to have aspirations, not agendas. So come in, aspire to be a great player. And you might aspire to play AFL. And so you should, you know. But don't don't make it your agenda when you're at the club. And that's really important. So be a great teammate. And if you do that, like, you'll it'll support your journey. So I'll try to also keep everyone in check around that. And I think, yeah, one of, like, having the experience of um, going through that adversity, i I I found myself sharing it a lot lately. So, you know, in my first year, I think I played maybe 12 or 14 games off my own bat, and I was really proud of that, you know. So I was 18, 19-year-old, and I was getting a game every week um, at Williamstown in alignment with Collingwood. Then the year after, I did not play one senior game. The year after that, I only played three, and then after that, I finally played 22. That was in my fourth year. And then I established myself as a player. So it took me four years, really. And then after that, I was able to then earn the right, you know, I've got a spot in the team. And then through work, um, I moved to Frankston and then went into my journey there and and played out down at Frankston. Um, So I'm able to, you know, um, support that experience and give the boys the insight. But one of the things I noticed for for me in particular when I – when I went to the VFL, I was very naive to who's playing in the VFL. So I just thought I was better than them all, which which was actually helpful because in my first year, I was like, I don't care, this guy is. I'm better than him. So I really believed in myself, but it was almost because I was half naive about who I was playing against. It was only my second and third year, and I actually think it hindered my growth a bit because I was like a little bit like starstruck. Mm. Not starstruck, but like... God, this guy's on a list. You're almost... This guy's is it,
0: a, is it a case of being... You're almost too respectful.
2: Yes. Yes. And so there's a real balance. And I found that in my second and third year. I got injuries, by the way. So I wasn't able to get on the park. And I always believed I was as good as them. And I could play at the level. Um, but a little bit... Of, I do remember the mentality changing a little bit. It might compare to my first year. First year, I was like, I don't care. I'll just dominate these guys. Like, I feel like I'm just as good. In the second and third year, you start to understand the competition and who you're playing with and against. And then it's like, oh, God, these guys are good. Like They're all good. Um, and then after that, I was, you know, finally established and able to go in my own way. So, yeah, coming back to the conversation, I try not to shield them. Like, I don't want to expose them and be like, hey, do you remember, like, you're playing against this guy that guy? Because they don't really care. They just want to beat them. They're all humans. Um, but at the same time, you've got to understand, like, this is what you're up against, like, You know, the balance of that is is difficult. So I try and navigate it as well as I can and share that with the boys. Um, And then hopefully that gives them the belief as well. And we've got great stories to support recent ones. Blanky, you know, no games, three, and then play six. So he hasn't even played 15, I think, VFL games. He's an AFL fullback now. So there's lots of awesome stories like that. John Newcomb as well, Bramble. Um, Yeah, so it's great narrative there for them to understand that it's a journey you know
0: I remember seeing a thing Ryan Giggs so sort of a Man United fan but I remember seeing Ryan Giggs talk about his career and he had an unbelievable if you think about the accolades he won during his career phenomenal 13 time Premier League winning player yeah a couple of um Champions Leagues ridiculous I think he's won four or five FA Cups etc and at the end of his career it was this, it was really funny that you got a snapshot of why that team under Sir Alex and that group of player that evolved was successful because someone asked him about his career and he goes, he was really quick to say, I've had an unbelievable career and I'm so grateful, you know, to have been a part of these teams. But he goes, you want to talk about success and you want to talk about this success and that trophy, he goes, I can counter you with something equally as devastating from a sporting context. I can counter with... Oh, you won the title, whatever. He goes, Well, I can immediately say I was as low when we lost this. Yeah. He goes, and the feeling was yeah. you look at he goes, I've been so great, you know, so blessed to have the career I have, but don't act like I haven't had any down times any downtimes oh, or yeah, any devastating, mm-hmm. you know, disappointments. Yeah. He Because you all have to the point he was making was he goes, you all have to deal with it. You yeah. don't just look at my trophy cabinet and think, oh, you had an absolute Yeah joyride of a career couldn't have gone he goes no he goes it was really tough yeah and i think that's what you got to you know play as it's hard
2: yeah 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 the vfl is hard like it's so difficult especially the alignments. you know um yeah it's 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 such a unique um place but it's such a cool place to be as well so for any young player now like you know it's it's you get to challenge yourself i always love playing against the best you know, even though I'm working, slugging it out, um, nine to five, getting the jobs done, and funny enough, I'm still doing the same thing when I'm coaching now. So, you know, and that's that's the story of my career. Like I've just been put through adversity, challenge, and I just I just love it. I love competing as high. I've, I've always aspired to play and coach and do the highest level possible in anything I do. My my parents set me up that way. They never said, you know, go and have it easy and. Play the lowest grade or whatnot. I've always aspired to do the ho- to go the highest level every time and keep challenging myself. Whether that's in coaching, sport, or work or anything, i do.
0: Would you say that sort of ambition you mentioned earlier, and and having those aspirations is really important, but you've also you've also got to be patient. Yeah, you've also got to yeah. you've you got to be kind of like you don't have to get there tomorrow. No, nah. whatever the path you're on, it might take time.
2: Just enjoy it. Enjoy yeah.
0: it, get the most out of it
2: I think, I think when I talk about aspirations versus agendas And I'm happy to share this I reckon in four or five years ago I had an agenda mm. To be an AFL coach And I was a great line coach And you could ask Cav um, Schultz, all the boys that I coached at Williamstown Under Andy Collins Then I had an opportunity to um, Move into the You know, uh, I think I went, went to Carlton for a little bit And then COVID hit you know, and then it was like – and then we folded, like, the Northern Blues. Like, it was crazy. And I was, like, literally out of a job. Did not have a job. Colo, first place to ring me is Colo. Um, he's like, come back. I'm like, man, you got all your coaches. You don't need me. He's like, just come back. Come and help. I'm like, okay, I'll just come back. And then after that, I was sort of like – I gave up with respect. I gave up. I was like, you know what, maybe – maybe the- and COVID, I think, made everyone think twice about their life. It's like, geez, is that really important? you know what i mean like geez i could yeah like there's a there's a real reality check here around what i do for work and um so i just devoted myself to to my job and to my my wife and and what we wanted to achieve and and i just thought i'll just help help colo i'll just help him in mentoring or whatever it is and then and then it was after that then then i truly understood you know that you can't have an agenda Yeah, I have to aspire to be a really good person. And I think that was a shift in my coaching. Yeah.
0: I mean, we'll actually explore that in a little bit. But I just got a question here um, about coaching philosophy is what we sort of talk about. And over the last little while, like you would have lived it as a player all throughout your career and then transitioning into the coaching side of things. While there still feels like there's a place for the rah-rah of the old days. Yeah how much more is it about relationships
2: um for me it's always been about relationships before the rora yeah cool so um my work or what i do for work is a relationship manager so um i don't think i've really i think i yelled once at the boys this year was against coburg once
0: what stage
2: first <laughs> quarter yep oh no it makes me angry now. <laughs> <laughs> three, um, what were we three sixteen? Yeah, we end up kicking two goals seventeen. Yeah, right. But we we, we run the game in the end. But they were being disrespectful to the opposition, to be honest. So, and we we're four goals none down.
0: That's a, it's a really good. It's actually an interesting. The Coburg game is an interesting example of, and you see it occasionally, where our boys fought through it and got over the line yep. in the end as the misses sort of mounted up, it became contagious. Yes. And it became yes. no, one, no one actually wants to have a shot. Yep. Or no one wants to be the one to...
2: Yeah. yeah. It was it's, a, it's that enough. was such it's a tough game to coach. But we found a way through and then we moved, moved on. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's the only time I think of. But relationships, coming back to it, are really critical and important. Um, I always believe in seeing the person um, before the game. I think that's really critical understanding who they are. Um, I'd like to think a lot of the boys would th- um, think that I care about them um, and I genuinely do um, and, and, you know, care about their journey and where they're going but also, you know, what they do away from the club and, and what, what they have, in, you know, I guess away, um, you know, in their social life or whether it's their work and things like that, which is really important. So, um, yeah, because everyone has a journey that they're on and, and I need to understand that.
0: I'd be interested. Just you mentioned you've given sort of one spray. I've, I've, I can't remember where I picked this up. I can't remember where I heard this. But there's an urban legend that a coach you've only got two real big sprays a year.
2: Yeah, I haven't used the other one yet. Yeah, <laughs> you're
0: running out of time.
2: But <laughs> no, no. Well, that's the whole point. You know, formal saving weeks. it. But that is saving it, it.
0: Is is that something? I mean, we don't need to. Be I safe. can't.
2: I, I don't want to play my cards here. They might listen. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. We don't want
0: to be so silly as to put a number on it. Yeah. But is that? Do you, do you see substance in that? That you actually – you've only got – you can't go ballistic every week.
2: Yeah, but I just just don't think – I think the players know me. Yeah. And they'd be like, what is he doing?
0: Good, this isn't him. Like, this is
2: <laughs> – what are you doing, mate? Where if I show true emotion, then they'll know. Yeah. You know, like, and the that, that Coburg game was true emotion. I was like – because I felt like I was disre- – like, you were disrespecting the opposition, which means you were disrespecting me as a coach, like, the way we set this game up.
0: You know, it was a really good example of that, too – Is uh, the Footscray game at quarter time? I was actually kind of like, this might be too. You might go berserk here. No, no. No. I mean, just
2: for context. But you got the Footscray game started
0: horrendously. Yeah, but
2: we had ten changes. One hundred percent. So for me, I was ready for like not that, but I thought it was going to be a tough game. Yep. You know, they had a great team in. I thought this is going to be really tough today. You know, but yeah, and there's context to like you can't. You, you've, if we had a you know really high-functioning team and we should be playing this brand in this way and we're not and we're disrespecting the opposition, then I'd definitely mm. tell them the truth. But if people are making mistakes under fatigue or because they're not quite ready to play at the level just yet and we're working them back in and we've got nine changes and there's young kids out there and you know Mace Hawkins playing his first game and all this, then I'm not going to yell at him. No way. He don't, that, That's not fair. He didn't come into the mm. team to get that. They come into the team to play our way and play our brand but be supported through it.
0: See, I thought that was an interesting one because I I was sort of thinking, yeah, this – because you're usually very – you can be very measured and very direct but it's not the rah-rah over the top. And I I remember thinking this could be one. And then it was sort of like, oh, no, it's not at all.
1: I don't think I could even picture you spraying anyone, to be honest. I obviously watched for the past, what, 20 rounds and I cannot picture it.
2: I was trying to think of it, better be, not I? Maybe I better get harder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: no, I don't, I don't think I have, actually. Yeah.
1: But is there one that stands out in your memory that you've either copped a spray or oh, yeah. given one oh, in particular? i copped them, yeah,
2: yeah, all the time.
1: Is there one in particular? That yeah, played?
2: I got one at um, training one night when I was at Gibson Power. And I was playing, I played uh, half back and I played really well. I was only young, I was like 16, 17. And then I played this training, I was on. I was training, I was playing in the back line, I was playing, and I'll just let this guy dominate me. And then Darren Buick was the coach, and he was so loud and like really high voice, he's like screaming at me. And I was like, wow, jeez, I won't do that again. And then the other one I got was Brett Lovett when I was playing for Frankston. And I was playing on the wing and I was running back, and you know, Nick Saunter. Yep. He didn't like Nick Saunter very well. Kicked um, a lot of goals kicked a lot of goals He was running out from full forward I was running back as a winger You know that time And I sort of went I did go I didn't short it But then I put my hand out To punch it away Where I should have marked it And I didn't get to it And he marked it And then I just remember Like the runner grabbed me Straight off and he didn't even have to yell through the phone. He could, I could hear it from because <laughs> it was at Frankston, you know, where the box is above. There, and I could hear him, and I'm looking at him, and he's like, oh, "Oh man, he was so red to face. I could see his froth coming out now." But the great thing was, the week after, played against Geelong, went down there, and then I find myself in that same position. So of course, all right, got to go, and I went, got smashed, <laughs> didn't, didn't didn't even win the ball, ran off the ground with a blood knee or something, and then. On the phone, oh mate, that's it. you know, yes, love you're that. At, you're in a crumpled. But heat. For, what I, for what it's worth, I actually felt really good about
0: it. It's funny how footy and then all gives of a sudden those... I was
2: just like back. I'm like, yeah, I've got this. Like, coach got my back. I love footy. This.
0: Gives you those opportunities, yeah, it does. and sometimes, and what's what's interesting too is when you see it at whatever level, and and the real eagle-eyed fans recognize here's the opportunity to right the yep. wrong yep. or to correct the behaviour. Yep. And all
2: the boys knew. Yeah. they like, you got to go, Proc. No one do this again. You're like, I do, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, i had a couple. That's for sure.
1: And you uh, briefly mentioned before a bit about your playing days. Obviously, you just had Gippsland Power. Yep. Um, didn't quite make it to the top level, but you carved out a fantastic career at State League level playing with a few VFL clubs. So, yeah. as a mentor yourself now, was there anyone along the way who stood out as a leader or coach through your journey?
2: Uh, I think I have to mention Colo. He's obviously a really great mentor. Do, you have, a, do you have a Colo? Anything. He, actually, he's probably like a dad now.
0: Do you, do you have a Colo impersonation? Oh, mate. Oh, mate. It's real soft. Oh, you know. Whispering death. It's real soft.
2: I just thought you were really poor today. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Does he? Do, oh, I could do <laughs> <laughs> And then you just shiver. Like. Does for, he do the, I, I should share this with – I hope the boys do listen because um, – the Bulldogs game. Colo comes up to me and I'm reviewing the game. It's in the morning. Were you here? Yeah, Purple? I was right, I was here at Hawthorne. And he just goes, mate, say, hey, I thought you were so poor on the weekend. And that was silence, and I'm like, Oh really? He goes, mate, it's the poorest I've seen you coach. Oh. And then he just walked off. <laughs> I was like, my <laughs> hand's between the head on my... Like, what am I do well, What am I doing? But you know what uh, the best thing about... Then,
0: the, that's the best thing about Colo is there's no um, ambiguity.
2: And then and then he comes back and then he's like, you know, you set the team up wrong. You've been doing this all year. You went against all that. And then that's... But for what it's worth, and I shouldn't... I hope not to tell him this, but I have always responded well to like, constructive criticism like Mm. people putting on the line saying mate this is not good enough i don't know what it is my ask my wife she knows if she wants something out of me she'll just like just go straight down the line you are pathetic at this and then i'll just go and dominate it for the next week really (laughs) yeah just straight up and i'll i'll I'll, I'll, like so yeah i shouldn't have told everyone that because now everyone's like criticizing me and they'll be just Run around fixing everything. So, but
0: as I just, I think it's
2: because I'm people pleaser at times. You know what mm. I mean. So that's that's also hard um, to draw that line. But he's so like he's he's a great mentor because oh, because absolutely. mentors who have the courage to tell you the truth are real mentors. So they shape you for who you are going to be. A mentor that just tells you what you want to hear is well, recipe disaster.
0: That's a really interesting. Colo could have told you that in any number of different ways that yeah. were. Bit mollycoddled, bit arm around, oh, a bit no. piece, just you know, dropped drop it in. and then just but, walked off. But you just dropped it and just, and you just, you're you're in no under no uh, illusion as to what his feedback is or what his thoughts were, and, and that's what you need in this environment. Yeah.
2: It? And then he came back and was yeah. like, "This is what he didn't do, and this is why did you do that compared to?" This? And yeah, so he's great mentor. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely one I shape work around.
0: In terms of your playing, you sort of mentioned before, um, I mean, what were what was the high the highest of high point of your, your playing days?
2: I mean, I definitely uh, my time at Williamstown when I played in the flag there was really cool. Played with some really awesome players like, you know, across the board, young guys developing versus um, you know, older senior boys as well. So they they were all I don't want to name drop, but yeah, I played with plenty of them. And then across when I went to Frankston had some really great mates, and then my journey to Tassie was one of the best experiences I've had. I worked with the AFL there, and full time, basically in in a development role, um, working across the northwest in, for the Burnie Dockers, and that was really great, and enabled me, I think, you know, to understand landscape of like uh, coaching at a, a, a you know a, a state level. Like, so it was a state league competition, but it was quite um. You know, unique in a way because, like, they had their own paper, they had their own radio, um, all the way. Mate, they live off footy. So, like, I was on the radio morning, every Friday, for half an hour, an hour, I had a spot, talking about the TSL and the footy. There was always media and articles, press conferences, all the way through to, you know, setting the team up, travelling down to um, Hobart on a five-hour trip, coming back, organising squads. That really helped me build and understand the landscape that I'm in now. So, um, yeah, that was huge. Oh, I imagine that was the, huge. The,
0: the best part about that would have been just the, you're a bit in the deep end.
2: Yeah, you were, you were. And it was just all bubble. Yeah. So everything's about Bernie and what's happening because you buy the local advocate and it comes out every day. And there's only so much content. So, like, they have to talk about TSL every week or Monday. And that was tough at times too because, like, when you're losing, Mate, God! You walk down the street. I was like, so I found like I have to share this. Every time I lost, I went to Macca's and had a coffee. Just in the back there. Snuck away, read the paper. Not many people at Macca's, you know. Just. When you win, I go to the. I think it was called.
0: Oh, it was on the main drag. Wasn't yeah, it? no, the main
2: drag. You know, <laughs> out the front. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone's walking past. Hey, great win on the weekend. Yeah, feel good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you you would have squared off uh in the coaches' boxes with the great man, yes. Aaron Cordillas? Yeah, Ace
2: Ace Ace won a flag down there with yeah. Glenorchy at the time. Um he is yeah, did and got to know Ace really well and such a great guy, you know. Um, really enjoyed coaching with him as well. Coached yep. with in, in the Tassie team. We went over to uh Perth, played against Western Australia, um, and then spent I think we played against the Nefal when they were running before them as well. So yeah, some awesome experiences there, and then come back to, and then that was it. I pretty much finished playing after that because yeah. I was a playing coach over there. Um, and again, I always aspire to play the highest level. So once I finished the VFL, played played in Geelong for a couple of years, and then I got to about 30, 31, on my Achilles started just. Getting sore and so I went and got in, uh, and I was into coaching anyway. So I figured I'd just get into coaching, and I, I went to Williamstown. Wheel so.
0: Achilles comes for comes for everyone. So Cunico,
2: I know exactly <laughs> where he goes through, mate. No, it's all good. <laughs> just got to get on the calf roses.
0: So we, we've spoken about you know proctor play. We've, we've touched a little, uh, touched on the coaching side of things as well. And I don't mean this disrespectfully. There's no way I can no good, actually man. say this. And it's a hard one for me to frame because i Remember mean Remember
2: anything you say, like, that's straight up old. Colo wise. <laughs> colo yeah, we'll just Channel, you're in a colo. Go. Um, uh, proc, you know. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's it. When you were announced as Box Hill's coach, yeah. everyone in the Box Hill bubble went, fantastic, great stuff. Yeah. But there would have been a section of like Hawthorne fans, not yeah. disrespectfully, but no. would have been, oh, who?
2: Yeah, 100%.
0: And it's that old adage that you know, knowing the mountain of work that you've done over so, so, so many years. You know, it's, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, did you, that shift from play to coach and yeah. then from being at Willie, spending time, obviously briefly at the Blues, mm-hmm. coming to Box Hill, h- how do you reflect on that journey holistically as you sit here today as the coach of Box Hill?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I look at it this way. Like I, I grew up in the sheds with my dad. So he coached footy. He was insurance agent. I hated insurance. Yeah, well, or, you great. know, admin. What yeah. kid likes admin? And every other father, right, had a tradey as a dad or, you know, something cool. And I was like, hang out in the office, doing nothing. But what he did have, what well, he had footy. So he was coaching all the time. He was coaching around Gippsland and different clubs. And I just grew up in the sheds. And all I knew is footy and coaching. And he was a great manager of people and a really good relationship manager as well. So um that's where I picked it up from and learned it from and I had a passion for it so then you know if you have a passion for something it's real yeah and it doesn't move it doesn't go away so I always knew that I'd get into coaching um and then once I did you know I loved it at Geelong and then down in um in Bernie as well and enjoyed all the everything that it brings you know the the ups and the downs and the challenges um but then, after I guess five years in it, I had to um, reset myself and understand that I needed to learn more about the craft than what I knew and what I thought I like what I thought I knew. And and that was the best thing that I did. So I, I made a conscious decision decision not to be a head coach and to be an assistant and learn off others and really understand, um, you know. I guess, the, the game at a high level as well. So I wanted to – like, you know, I knew how to set teams up. Um, I knew how to support culture and environment and play the brand of footy as a team. But I wanted to really hone in on um, some craft as well And but also learn off other people. And I went to Williamstown with Colo. And then from there, um, a, a short stint with Carlton. And, and then, yeah, so for me, it was – yeah, the, you know, I was always um, – Going to find myself in a position like this—that's for sure.
0: Absolutely. Um, is am I right to say? Is there a little bit of Clint Proctor in a, someone like a Damien Mercedes? And I, I asked the question because yeah. a guy that's had a fantastic career at the stage he has got—he's a better player than me. If but but, but if <laughs> <laughs> Miles—that <laughs> wasn't on the—I mean, I, that, I had a
2: good good kick. Don't worry about that, but not that class.
0: But yeah. in the sense that really good career at the lower lower level, yeah could have potentially got a sniff. Yeah, you know, sure. Could have, should, have, you know, yeah. You know, should have got a sniff at the yeah. top level yeah. and, and it's disappointing for him um, you know, that he hasn't. But yeah. maybe the path to that top level isn't necessarily as a player. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a path to that AFL program as a coach, assistant coach, line coach, development coach. Demo like Clint Proctor. Yeah.
2: If you if he wants to. you percent know, And I don't think thing, you need to it? force it. And, no. and I think it's come back to that like um, – what I was trying to go to because you the question was around how how I went with Sam being the coach and then everyone going, Who's this bloke? And I, oh, I understand that, I'm not naive. Um <clears throat> But I guess we I had that that journey of being a coach and aspiring to go to the highest level possible. And then after that, when I reset I guess myself and, and knew that I had to go and learn more about the game and and learn off other people, it was under colo where I, I started thinking, yeah, I'll, I'm capable. Like, you know, I could do this definitely at this level. Like, and I always knew that. But um, it was after the – and I think I mentioned this earlier. It was a period where I went to went to Carlton, got real insight into the AFL about how it works. Because what,
0: what was that role at Carlton? It, it was
2: the same line coach for VFL. Yeah, I was doing cool. the backs. Yep. But, again, I was part-time. So, everyone was – this is the – so, this is an interesting one. Everyone was full-time except for me. I was part-time. The only part-time bloke. So, everyone else was – Everyone else was was full-time. Even the forwards coach in the VFL, the midfield coach in the VFL, full-time. Were they sort of – Daniel O'Keefe, development coach. similar to Otto here, you know. Yeah. So, Daniel O'Keefe, Jace Davenport were forwards and O'Keefe was the mids. Josh Fraser was the coach and I was the backs. But I was part-time. So, again, no different to my journey. Um, Last dog of the bowl, fighting – you know, um, and working through it. But what I found was then COVID hit and the alignment fell through. Um, and so I was like a little bit disappointed about that because, you know, I was hoping to move, you know. And then Colo rang me and was like, yeah, come back to Willie. And it was with that that I, I essentially gave up on coaching. Not, I didn't give up, right? But I gave up my um, agenda. And I think that's where I share it so well with the boys. And I just aspired to be a great coach and a great person. And what will come of it? Yeah. and, and come of it? Yeah, and I just, I just was like, I'm just going to enjoy the present and not worry about the end goal or whatever's going to come, at, you know. And I'm just going to enjoy it and make sure that I do it to the best of my ability and people get the best of me and I give them the best of me. So when I did that, I felt a real shift in, in my coaching and and that's the best, thing I, best advice I can ever give anyone. And if you do that, you'll just love every moment of what you do. Um, and then, yeah, I found my way to here um, at Box Hill with Colo because, of course, I went to, back to Willie and then he's like, we're leaving. I'm like, well, what? we're
0: what? Pack it up. Back. We're packing up.
2: And we're going to Box Hill. So, he um, threw you a box. I won't even put you through that, but, yeah, it was funny. Naps rang me and I was like, no, nah, I'm not really interested, mate. I've been through alignments. I know what they're like. They're tough. <laughs> and he's like, oh, we've got a different culture. I said, oh, yeah, sure. And then Colo rang me he's like, what are you doing, you fool? There's like is, a million, blokes, actually, a million blokes that want this job. This <laughs> is M- 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 the line coach. Em's got a question yeah. here for you. This, yeah. is, this is flowing That's exactly what. Yeah. This yeah. is great.
1: So yeah. is it true then yeah. that Sam Mitchell called you while you were really keen on the gig, you kind of played a bit hard to get?
2: Yeah, well, I, I did. Except for when Sam called. <laughs> oh, so it was when Sam <laughs> no, called. No, well, I played hard with naps. I was like, naps, now, nah, mate. <laughs> And then Colo rang me, had a go at me, of course. it's like, man, you're kidding yourself. Like,
0: but wh- I remember you telling the story. No, but then
2: Sam rang me and I was like, yeah, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, it sounds pretty good, man. All right, I'll let you know. I didn't, I didn't like lock it in, so yeah, I'm, I'm in. I was like, yeah, I like it, okay. But when you hung up the phone, were you like, I'm in, but I'll just
0: wait? <laughs> yeah, Sam sort Mitchell.
2: of like. And the, so I hung up the phone and then is like, who's that? I was like, oh, Sam Mitchell. And she's like, Sam Mitchell? The <laughs> Sam Mitchell? What do you want? And I'm like, oh, they want me to coach the forwards. And she's like, What are you thinking? You're going to do it? I'm like, I don't know. You know, like, things are going so well for us now. Like, I feel like I'm so happy. Everything's good. Like, I've got my work. I've got my app. Like, I'm busy. Like, do I need, like, do, do I? she's like, Well, it seems pretty good. Like, you know, Sam Mitchell rings you. The general manager rings you. Colo rings you. So, was it the Colo phone call
0: where you're like, Not interested, in Colo? Yeah. Was, and, and he's like, and he's what like No.
2: These- so, I was like, Mate, you know, I, I really took in what you, said Colo and you know oh, i've really learned so much off you and i'm not going to do things just because they're the, you should do it i'm going to do it for the right reasons like i want to feel it and then he was like trying to wheel me around wheel me around and then he's like mate you're gonna do it right so it just it's it's a great job you know just be ready for the calls, okay and then i think it's when i told naps that because naps rings Kolo back on, mate he's not keen and then Colo must have just went. He, he's keen You he's, know what this is he's like? In. He's this, in
0: This is like the Geordie Cunico conversation yeah. with Collo <laughs> Where Collo actually knows what you
2: want before you know yeah, it that, Well that's He's a genius at that yeah. so.
0: Geordie of course was He <laughs> yeah. said I don't know if you want this And Geordie was like You might be right
2: Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah so anyway Long story short It's uh, Yeah there was a bit of to and fro But eventually I got in Best decision I've made That's for sure
0: Absolutely uh, Next one for you Em What have you got for us?
1: Uh, so part of your role here at Box Hill sees you spending plenty of time embedded with Hawthorne as well. So how good is that experience and what does that part of your role entail?
2: Yeah, it's cool. Uh, so early in the week, definitely here Monday or a Tuesday, you know, reviewing the game with the the boys that played on the weekend. Um, and then yeah, individual reviews as well. So going through some clips with them. I normally um, look after the older boys. So Otto and Colo have their... Um, their their wings program And their groups Their mentees That they look after So I, I sort of get The older blokes um, Whether it's Howie Pup Maybe Maxie Lynch At times All those guys will, will come through myself And just show them Some clips And um, give them You know I, I, And I always Understand too You know Especially talking To those boys And experiences They've had At the, the level It's just Around the, the Subtleties of You know Improvement um, And just to show them The appropriate Clips is going to enable us to play well as a team as well. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much my role here early in the week. And then normally um, come back come back in later during the week and basically um, work through the team. We'll look at, you know, the main training session, supporting Sam and all the coaches through that. Um, the great thing about Hawthorne is I, can, I spent, for what it's worth, um, I took a month off work and I finished the year here basically full-time so the boys wouldn't and i've got my own little yeah you know, like this the great thing about hawthorne and box hill is the relationship they have so i have a you know my own desk and that that i can work off so i was able to take work off and finish the season the home and away season in here full time um which is you know just unbe- was an unbelievable experience and really good for me to give that time and then understand um you know essentially what it all takes as well so um hawthorne have been you know instrumental in and helping Box Hill and, and myself as a coach.
0: Does um, – so Damo comes in. Is he one day a week? Yeah, he... so
2: Damo and Mac always come in as well, yes. that, that pop in. Um, and again, it's like – it's more around your schedule. They understand we've got work and um, different priorities, competing priorities and things like that. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely around like their schedule and how, how, how everything fits. Excellent.
1: And so back to kind of Box Hill season to date – um, we've had a fair share of like up and downs, I guess. We, we were have. zero and two, then seven and three, and seven and six, and eleven and six. Some fantastic runs in there, but as well as some leaner patches. How does as a coach, how did you navigate those peaks and the lower points?
2: I will tell you, what, I've been through every emotion this year, right? Zero and two, and I'm like, what am I doing? Because <laughs> we are <laughs> like, terrible. <laughs> like zero and two, like you know, lose the first game by like one point.
0: You know, we lost the first game by. We lost the first game by like Three 10, 10 seconds. 10 seconds or something like that. Like it wasn't even points. It was <laughs> like we lost the, the game by seconds.
2: And then Carlton after that, we get all these injuries and we got, you know, we had boys fini- not, not finishing the game because of yeah. restricted times and things like that. So that was a good learning. Um. And then, yeah, geez, it was – then we had a good run, didn't we? We were five. And
0: then we were like, we're amazing. Mm. Yeah. yeah,
2: and then you get all these injuries and then – we're things bad change. Again. We're bad again. We're good again, and then we're bad again, and then we're good. So it's 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 just the role. It, look, sometimes you know it's hard to, um, <clears throat> you know, with the alignment, a lot of changes. It is it is challenging. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you what. I've had every emotion. You ask my wife, like seriously. <laughs> Some and she knows me so well. Um, you know, even after the weekend, <laughs> I'm sitting there with my parents right after the game, and uh, they. My mum just has no concept of, like, she's just, like, all in on her family, right? Family first. She's
0: she's trying to be helpful.
2: Yeah, but she has no concept of what's going on. My dad coached for 30 years. She still doesn't understand. She's And after the game, like, it's a pretty tough game, Sydney. It's pretty grim. Pretty grim and, you know, I've had to put the face on and all that. And that's just part of the role. And And then, basically, she's like... All right, we'll come back to your house and we'll have dinner. And I'm like, no, you're not doing that. You are not coming back. Like, I'm, gonna go last, and, yeah, I'm gonna go. to and like, salt. Th- the last thing is, I need to be talking to my parents about this game or anything. I just want nothing. Like, and then so she's like, and then my dad's like, we're, we're not going. Like he knows. He's, he's, all, right, all right, I'll talk to you. He's like, okay, take care. Bye. Thanks, for coming. And then my wife rings me, and because she's and now how's this further than it's compounded she's pregnant at the moment she's 30 weeks pregnant but she's on bed rest so she's had to stay we've had to live with the in-laws so i'm at the in-laws right now now i've got a home two or three k away but because she's on bed rest like she literally needs a servant and i can't do that because i'm working so she rings me and she's like pick me up we'll go home i'm like thank you Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, because I need space. Like you like I can't be dealing with her parents saying, What happened on the weekend we watched all every and, and, and her dad was there and oh it's like, oh my god, so thing that's, you do that's, that's that's a role and that's the role knew. she knew. So I was like, Yeah, God, she gets it. She knows. She knows me well.
0: On to better news, I suppose. Uh, really exciting day for the footy club on this past Friday. We had four players nominated in the VFL team of the year, of course. As a coach, as a playing group, as a footy club, you know, how proud are we of Cav and Ferg, Ports and Damo?
2: Yeah, huge. I think um testament to all those four those four guys and the seasons they've had. Um yeah, and it's just so great, isn't it? Hopefully, you know, they all get in, but if they don't, you know, so be it. Um but to be to be in that forty is a is a really great effort, especially including all the AFL players yeah. as well now. So to have four um, is Which I is, think is a is good brilliant. change. Yeah, I think it, it needed to happen too. Yeah. I don't know if there's a criteria. Games
0: Was played, there dis- maybe. Dis-
2: I think probably one of the things that, it, that... I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. They should have a disclaimer in there explaining what that is. So it's like mm. hey, 15 games or 12 games, whatever it is. he's um, a qualification. Because I saw Amadi in there and he's like, man, I'm really big raps on him. Hawthorne should get him. Um, <laughs> he's great. Um, but like they've got... Yeah, there's, there's – because I thought it was interesting because I'm looking at Howie and he's probably played half a year and he's like yeah, okay. one of the best players in the comp, yep. you know. Um, but there might be – Maybe there might be. I, yeah. I reckon there's a criteria that has to be like 12 or 14 <laughs> games maybe. So anyway, um, but great for the boys. Um, really wrapped. Like I think we knew Cav, for you know, such great goalkeepers and have awesome years. Damo, ever reliable. Yeah. Um, but the one the one for me is Ports. He's you had know, an unbelievable year. You know, it's he's just – it's great to see him being himself and, and playing great footy. He deserves it, so it's good.
0: He, he was one where we were actually having this conversation last week. Because I, I thought – I must have misread a communication. I thought that the team was being announced this week, but it was obviously the squad. Yep. So I've got my wires crossed. Yep. And I remember talking to Naps, and he was like, no, nah, it's in like a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, and Because we were talking aloud, we sort of thought – Geez, you know, who who might be our guys? And and those were sort of the four they we were thought. were the four we picked. We mm. sort of thought, yeah, Parso was obviously a bit on these. Yeah, end. I think with his injury, the injury in the latter didn't part of the year, yeah. and he went hard, He would have been
2: early, early in the year and mid-season. He yeah. would have been in it for sure. Yeah.
0: So, can you explain once and for all um, your rationale? We play Richmond. Mm-hmm. We win the toss. <laughs> oh yeah. And you have directed Beza
2: pre-game
0: yeah. to kick into a hurricane.
2: Isn't it? Yeah. Stu. It was Stu Horner. It was Stu, because because Stu he... was a stand in captain.
1: Yeah, because remember we talked to him post game and he was not oh, happy yeah. about that. No, decision. you're hundred
0: percent. No, because we, <laughs> we, yeah. we joked you're hundred because we joked to Beezer it was a week or two later and he said, No, we're kicking with the wind.
2: Yeah. And then guess what? We lost. But anyway. Well, that's we,
0: uh, a story for another time. Yeah. Um, there is absolutely no judgment on my part because yeah. I love when coaches have a bit of Malcolm Blight mad scientist yeah. about them. Yeah. Which it's a bit it's risky. What are we thinking here? Yeah. What are we doing? We're, we're going against the norm. You've decided to yeah. kick into, well, what do you reckon? Was it four or five goal breaks? Yeah. it was five goals. Yeah. Risky. Yeah. We ended up coming home with Dang a wet off. sail and winning the game, which yeah. is outstanding. Um, what was the rationale and at what point did, it, did you start to get a bit nervous?
2: <laughs> yeah, if you ask youngie, I was nervous from the start. <laughs> but because it was the first time I've done it. And, um, but look, it wasn't something I just thought of off the cuff. This felt like like we we're a really strong finishing team. Trying not to give too much away to Gold Coast listening to this stuff. <laughs> Very big um, of the Gold Coast. But, uh, like we're just uh, such a, and one of the, mate, third kicks always goals in the second half. And stats don't lie. Like, again, they don't lie. No. Stats don't lie. So I'm looking at the team, the way we score, um, And also, you know, the games themselves, like, they're always hot early contests. It's very hard to um, kick goals, like, uh, you know, with with space, with time and space. Like, you have to really earn them. And I just felt like that if we could just get into the fight, restrict their scoring, maybe score one into it, that that it would give us the confidence that the game, like, we are managing the game now. So we own the game because we set it up this way. So the mentality of the players, and again, this is where I – Probably my point of difference as a coach is like manage the message and understand the mentality of like how we're going. So it's like all like we we so we felt in control the whole game, even though the score wasn't with us. So my message was simple: Hey, this is exactly where we want them. This is exactly how we had planned it. Everything is going perfect. Now you just got to finish it. So for me, it was around the messaging and the story of the game and how we're going to navigate it, um, and then understanding the strength and weaknesses of the team and how we can can get it done, and that was the reason for it.
0: I always like, whether we're kicking with it or into it, I always like kicking to the scoreboard end in the last quarter. I, don't, I, I have no idea why. Because we can it,
1: see better from where we Well, said. it's generally
0: the end of the ground we're at. <laughs> but um, there's just something about kicking the scoreboard end in the last quarter is, and different teams have different things all over the world, attacking one end in one half yeah, or yeah. or the like. But I, I, I did think when the teams went and lined up, I was sort of going... That's not what I expected. They've, they're yeah. not going to the right ends yeah. unless we're flipping the match. Well,
2: and then it just become the norm. No, absolutely. So I think we won another two or three absolutely. and went into them, and and all games ended up in a positive result.
0: Fortunately, um, in that Richmond game, Ports uh, kicked a goal after twelve seconds or whatever yeah. it was in the fourth <laughs> first quarter, bounce, yeah. uh, right from the first bounce. Yeah. which sort of in the best possible yeah. way. Not just there's no bad time to kick a goal. No, no but no. it just completely settled. We we're coming from behind, so yeah. we need to do the scoring, and you went. We've got one after 12 seconds. Yeah. Perfect. This is the perfect start. Yeah. And now we're off.
2: Yep. It was great. Good win.
0: Man, it's an easy game sometimes. Yeah, it? it's not that <laughs> hard, is it? Yeah.
2: Uh, no, the, the risk around that is huge though. Like, I, and I get it. Like, but, you know, um, you need a point of difference though, I think, as a, as a team sometimes. And what is it saying? No, no, you gotta, no risk it, no biscuit. Yeah, got it for the biscuit. Yeah, you got risk, risk, right? risk it for the biscuit. Risk it for the biscuit. Yeah, so. let's
1: <laughs> do it. So, obviously, Proc Footy takes up plenty of your time. Mm. But can you tell us a bit about what you do 9 to 5? What's your work look like? Well, it
2: doesn't look like 9 to (laughs) 5 anymore. Uh, I work in health promotion. So, to the normal punter out there, it's it's working, developing policies and frameworks. How boring is that? Around how to prevent.
0: Here he was clipping. I know, my father, right? (laughs) Clipping insurance.
2: Policies and procedures around health. I guess, prevention. So anything upstream, that's alcohol, drugs, mental health, uh, that's what I do for work. And one of the, pro- the product that I manage is called Good Sports. So Good Sports has been around for 20 years. It's funded by the Al- Alcohol and Drug Foundation. It's an um, initiative through, I guess, uh, sh- the Australian government. Um, and it's all around risky behaviour in sporting clubs at community level. So, the work I so again, I started from the ground, worked all the way up, and now I'm the national manager of that program. There's about 10,000 clubs in the program, um, and they all have like a platform, a portal that they work off where they get their policies and they implement them. So, anything from if you think of a local sporting club, they'll have a liquor license, right? All their um, you'll see the
0: Responsible service. Servings to
2: alcohol. alcohol, you'll see that can't serve, that's, that's good sports. That's what we do. Okay. So we, we work with local councils um, to make sure that all these clubs have the appropriate policies and procedures in place and regulations to prevent that harm. So 20 years ago, in short, the reason good sports is around is that Thursday nights, footy clubs, cricket clubs, all social clubs had liquor licenses. They
0: had the teams and they Mate. had the big... Open serve, two yeah. bucks a beer, whatever yeah. it is.
2: There's no – there was no, you know, legislation around that where, you know, if a pub has it, it's like, mate, close it off. Got to have this. Got to have responsible serving people. And it was getting out of hand, you know. So um, the Alcohol and, Fro- Alcohol and Drug Foundation um, came up with a program called Good Sports and then now it's been running for 20 years. It's one of the – it's the longest running um, prevention initiative in Australia.
0: I suppose there's lots to it, isn't it, you know – it's, it would be such a multi-layered thing about, yeah. um, you know, promoting good behaviours yeah, and yeah. promoting responsible, yeah. so, more than just yeah. m- making sure you regulate.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. The, so it's like you know, um, we we give them obviously the policies to follow through, but we give the training as well, and then also making sure that they have the right resources to support it around the clubs and things like that. So, yeah, very proud to be involved in that, and again, working with sport. Uh, I found my way into that, and I, and yeah, it's, it's an awesome, awesome company and a, and a great organisation and one to work for.
1: And I understand that birth check me your app.
2: Yes, yes, that's where the, the timing of it was when uh, the initial. Um, I guess, folding of um, the Northern Blues and then COVID and having time. So if all of a sudden I wasn't coaching, I'm like, oh, I've got time to fit. It. get, how, this, how long get is, this app done now. Well, how so.
0: long a Check Me kind of been?
2: Yeah, the- for years, yep. three or four years. Um, I always had the idea – well, so when I was coaching uh, at Bernie in particular, like I had about two or three guys walk away through in mental health and I was so disappointed that I wasn't able to pick that up as a coach in myself because I, I – pride myself on being a relationship manager and understand people. So it was like, wow, geez. And one went away because he had genuine mental health issues. The other one one was having issues with his wife and um, things like that. And the other one was through work. So they all had different reasons. And I was just like, surely there's something out there that, that a club can just pick up and use and that's sustainable, that doesn't go away and then just initiates conversations but other people do it. Because ultimately those guys don't want to talk. I suppose that's the thing. That, it? Was it was, the, that's, that was the biggest challenge. That's
0: the hurdle in you know, a footy club yeah. is that we all come together and yeah. the, look, the the vibe and, and whatnot at Box Hill on a Tuesday to Thursday at training or a captain's run this morning, fantastic. Mm. But, you know, you just mentioned there – Sometimes there's a level of comfort or discomfort in having the conversation and who do you have it with and who's actually best placed to have that conversation with you. Um, And, and I I mean, I was introduced to Check Me last year when you kind of piloted the program at Box Hill. And I remember you were just walking through it and it just struck me as such a really – it was one of those – some of the best ideas are small sort of, you know – I just went. No, this is a really.
2: Yeah, it's just. It's, look for me. I'm obviously I'm biased, but it's just simple. Yeah. So you know, and and again, having been in the industry a while now, I've seen organizations go to clubs. They tell a story. They give them some flyers, and then in a month's time, that's gone. Mm. So and I was like, yeah, mate, I love your story, and it has a place. It's really good. But how does this follow up? Like, where is the continuous follow up? How are we going to continue to monitor this? Do we get you to come back in every year or every three months to get the message back? So I needed, so I wanted something sustainable, and then so I had the time. I got the sketches out, started going through it, talked to some people, started networking, built built the app. I got a I got funding through Vic Health through initiative, um, and then yeah, I piloted it with uh, six career clubs, and then. As footy started flowing, box Hill coming into it, I was like, Sam, mate, I'm really keen. Is it all right if I did a pilot with you guys free? And showed him what it was. He's like, mate, I love it, let's do it. Um and yeah, really proud that it's you know, now now it's it's doing really well. Um I I actually had to stop all my social media and all so you know, originally when I started, because I had time, I was like posting on, I'm like, hey, sharing it, everyone's like, hey, it's great. Started getting some leads and all these things. And then, then as it started, like, as I was posting and stuff, like, people like, hey, can we have this? And I'm like, oh, it's not ready yet. When's it going to be ready? And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> don't so, ask me questions. So I don't know the answer and to and it at the moment. I'm running a national organisation for <laughs> good sports. I'm trying to be a coach. So I shut it down and I was like, guys, I wrote about th- – I had 30 clubs, like, ready for it. They're like, just tell us when it's ready. And I'm like, it's not ready. So – in short, we, we – got to announce
0: it's ready today no, no, on no. the podcast?
2: <laughs> 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 no, it's not ready still. I mean, it, well, pretty much nearly is actually. Yeah, So, so yeah, it, to give you some clarity around, it's been at Hawthorne this year. Uh, it wasn't uh, – we didn't make it compulsory. Just wanted to see how it went, navigate that elite pathway. Um, and it takes 30 seconds to use, so it doesn't have the details of like, you know, sleep and things like that, but what it does, it picks up conversations. And that's as simple as that and that's all I wanted to do. And I don't want it to lose its point of difference because it's so easy to go into something and then draw everything out of it and make it bigger and more complex and more and more harder to use. This is the whole point. I build it is simple, it's easy, and it's quick, because no one has time for mental health. Mm. But this this is continuous and it comes. The boys get a notification every Tuesday, Thursday. They still use it to this day. I see it, you know, and, and obviously the conversations are really important to pick up. So. Um, yeah, for, so where it sits right now, I was lucky to get a, a um, a group of guys who bought into the, the company. So I sold 40% of it. Shark tank? bit of shark tank. Sold 40% of it. Um, we invested obviously their money, you know, the money into it. Um, so we redesigned the website, you know, started to build the dashboard now, um, which is the back end of it and then redesigned the app as well. So it looks a bit more shiny and newer. I, and then... I-
0: I didn't mind the yeah yeah the old look it is to be pretty good
2: um and then yeah and then we'll be hopefully ready to to launch our goal though i guess a check me is to make sure this is free for yep. every sporting grassroots club uh, again i've seen in organisations out there that you know see a marketing opportunity and a dollar sign and i don't want to be that person um, so uh, so again all the clubs that i've spoken to I'm like it's not going to cost you but just be patient. It's not quite ready yet because we need to make sure that it's, you know, um, manageable because there'll be troubleshooting and things like that when you're working with technology. So um, a, lot, a lot of work's happening behind the scenes. Um, and then the commercial side of it, you know, we're looking at corporate and, um, you know, elite sporting, I guess, organisations. And that's where, you know, we'll, we'll be able to sustain it, make it sustainable. So.
0: That Sounds was amazing. It was such an interesting – when when you kind of intro it, I remember you know, we were watching it and uh, – because I didn't, I didn't know what Proc was getting up to speak to the group about. Yeah, like no, I just yeah, thought, yeah, I was yeah. getting up to do. You, yeah. you might be doing something with your forwards group, or you might be doing something silly. Or I, I was like, I don't. I'm just sitting in the meeting room. Yeah. and I remember just thinking, that's a good idea.
2: Thanks, mate. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I was thinking yeah. Oh, Like, yeah, and that's thing? and look, I, you know, and I will say, like, I, I'm not a psychologist. Um, I'm not a um expert in welfare management, but I am an expert in health promotion. So this is promoting conversations and opportunities to connect. Um, So that's where my skill set does lay. And then what the app then does is ultimately initiates those conversations with those professionals, Mm. which is really important because they're the guys that know the expertise.
0: The biggest thing is the stigma of having the conversation. How does that first step actually occur? And in these environments, um, sporting environments, very traditionally – Masculine environments yeah. you know there can be some shuttered emotions and some mm. oh, I don't feel comfortable having a conversation yeah. about whatever the situation might be, and once you actually start having those conversations, I think you find that you know people are really prepared to listen and if they can't help themselves um are really you know prepared to follow that up with you and help you get uh whatever help it might be
2: yeah absolutely that's great.
1: And we can't really talk about this aspect of your life without bringing up Geordie Cunico and Jimmy O'Connor. <laughs> so they Jimmy. both work with you.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a, so they work at the Alcohol and Drug Foundation for mm-hmm. the Good Sports programs that I work on. So mm-hmm. they're they're project assistants, I believe they are. They're PSAs. Um, they're, they're awesome. They fit so well into the organisation, the company. So, yeah, we like every year there's always some support roles. Um, those those guys' jobs are calling clubs, um, you know, working off Salesforce and, and making sure that they're um, following through with their – they work with different states and, uh, and everything like that. So they do a great job, those two boys, and uh, they fit in really well. So, yeah, we're always looking for um, support. So anyone else out there after a job, we're actually looking for someone now. So, yeah. Shout out if anyone shout wants... out if anyone wants to join. I actually said to the two of them, "This is no uh, oh, it might have been yesterday." So I was like, "All right, so we need because we someone's moved on, yep. and then it's like okay, we need to bring someone in." And we don't like to um, advertise because we just get inundated with like thousands, and it just takes forever. Yeah, how do so you I'd know? rather just go like back house, you know. Let's find, and that's how the Box Hill boys get in because oh, I'm in charge now. So it's well, you made. know, like, boys. Anyone looking for a job is putting in a chat, but I, I actually said to my go. We can't have anyone from Box Hill again. Like, because we're in this way for this, so I'm in this meeting. And again, I'm the national manager, so the boys would laugh. But I basically put my glasses on, right, and a collared shirt. You wouldn't even know what oh, I look no. like. Yeah, yeah. I transform into this I can't corporate. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, it is. I actually <laughs> genuinely believe in this, though.
0: It's That's it's, the disguise. It's, it's actually yeah.
2: cool. Have you ever heard of alter Ego? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I use that to my advantage and I use it in my day-to-day life. Well, that's
0: the old adage that, that Clark Kent and Superman is yeah. that Clark Kent is the disguise.
2: Well, if you imagine, yeah. like, so, you know, I look after a product, right, that services 10,000 clubs and we have states all around the country, there's about 60 people that are under me. So if I don't look like I'm presentable, then I'm just doing it in this hoodie like this this is a coach. <laughs>
0: You'll be comfortable.
2: Comfortable, but not quite respectable. So I always put the... The, the collar on and the glasses At least try and look presentable But what I was getting to was yesterday I'm in this meeting And then, you know, national one And Jimmy was the host Jimmy okay Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy So it's good for their development to, yeah, to learn how to manage a Zoom And, and he's like Oh, right, I'll swing over to Proc <laughs> And I'm like I'm like, Jimmy It's Clint
0: <laughs> Or Mr Proctor <laughs>
2: Oh, sorry, I mean, Clint, I mean, oh, and then like, I'm like, right, no more Box Hill players coming <laughs> to work for the ADF. Uh, nah, nah, but it, it, I thought it was quite funny. It's always good to Jordy, show you real side.
0: But Jordy sent a very concerning photo of Jimmy at his desk yeah. last week. It's true. He was sitting, no
2: word of lie, he was sitting two inches from the screen. Uh, even his glasses or he's just. Need to see something a bit closer. I don't know,
0: mate. The, the picture gave me a headache, and I'm thinking, what are you doing, Jimmy? I was like, are you just are you, are you having a laugh, or are you? And Jordy said, no, that's how he sits. Yeah. He was legitimately the distance. Uh, he, he was. Oh yeah, not even. He was legitimately. He would have been three or four inches from the screen.
2: Yeah, Jimmy, he's a good man. What are you doing? <laughs> no,
0: they're good kids. So I love them. <laughs>
2: so here's my favourite part of
0: the show, Proc. We've
2: gone through the serious oh, stuff, yeah. gone through The ups and downs. Mike, well, it's getting late. Surely you got to. So people don't listen this far in, do they? Probably not.
0: Pop culture chats. Oh, yeah. So, I actually teed you up about this earlier. But one of my favourite parts of your coaching this year has been when you roll out the game day theme yeah. that has got a, particularly a movie or a TV show or whatever, bent to it. And my favourite one of the year so far, you rolled with back in round three, Sandringham at the MCG. We're 0 and 2 0-2. We need a win. Big guns out. Big guns out. you rolled Cage. with <laughs> Gone in 60 Seconds. So... I loved it yeah. Can you just Can you go through Briefly what, what was sort of the theme What was what were you angling for And then more broadly It's like How do you actually Were you just watching the movie one night Stealing cars Bo- you,
2: Boosting cars Into a game of footy Yeah Interesting Yeah I know um, I think that's the cool thing about coaching Like you have to navigate It's always on feel Because you're telling the story mm. So you can take people on your journey Wherever you want to go
0: You know it was the most disappointing part Was that a lot of the a lot of the boys in the room. No one watched it. Like,
2: God in 60 Seconds
0: came out in 2000, I think.
2: 2001, I reckon.
0: Massive movie Mate, at the time.
2: Smash it. I can't believe how many didn't watch it. Haven't I haven't seen it. So I asked, I go, "Who's who, has anyone seen God in 60 Seconds? I reckon. Shields, he was playing. He put his hand up. Yes. And I reckon there's maybe two others. And then coaches. And yep. I'm like, oh my God, I'm actually genuinely going to have to tell the story of the movie. Because I was going to move story. through quickly. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right.
0: There's actually
2: a so lot set up. I had to set it up, but my cell or the story I the cell. The story I was trying and the theme I was trying to get was that um, what happens in in the movie is, you know, Nicholas Cage has to boost fifty cars in and because his brother gets in debt. His brother gets his, yeah. in debt, and and we had a team that was really young and old. Yep. It was a big difference, right? And it was young, and especially at the start of the year, the Hawthorne young kids were just learning and coming in, a lot of new players. And I was like – and then through the movie, you know, this mistakes happen. So, you know, one guy goes and boosts the car. He shouldn't have boosted because it wasn't on the list. Mm. What's you know, he, and he doing? And pro- back and then the cops come in and they have to deal mm. with this problem. And then and then Nicolas Cage and his boys, they get it. And then he gets his, like, senior players to go out there and fix that. And they come back and then they get the young kids and they show them out of this. And I was like, this is the game today. This is what it's going to present. Like, you're gonna, everything's going to be working really well. And then what will happen is one of the young blokes will run off and you'll just go and do something crazy and you'll be like, what had happened here? And then you'll have to come back and you have to just fix it and get it right and get back on the same page. And, and then ultimately in the end goal is to get Eleanor, you know, the Yeah, the, the Mustang, co- the Shelby. You know, and, and get it done. and Get the four uh, points. Get the four points. So I, I, I used it around the young versus the old mentality and the mistakes that happen and being able to have the composure to to deal with that, and then move on to the next one and get the next car. And I get liked the, to that. The, the next car was the next contest.
0: Yeah, just I liked it. It yeah. worked for me. But my, I think my highlight was I was like, yeah, this is good stuff. Really, I'm a big fan. And then at the at the end of the little talk, obviously, not many of the boys had seen the movie. Your typical Fergus Green style. Ferg just goes, well, I don't need to see it now <laughs> you, you've basically gone through a beat by beat, <laughs> blow by blow.
2: Uh, I think I've had a few. I was trying to I, I, I normally, you know, when I Set the game up, you know. We have a um, <coughs> presentation we do with the boys, and then the theme and the yeah. messaging. So I've had a few, I think.
0: Is there something in? Sorry about this, Em. I'm going to apologise in advance. I rewatched Top Gun Maverick yeah. earlier in the week. Yeah. A, how good is it
1: for what number time, Sean?
0: Mate. Four. Yeah, it's yeah. better. It's 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 as good as every time I watch it. It's, yeah. it's good. I can't. I'm actually. It's well, you know, b- yeah. I think we know yeah. where we're going
2: with this. Like, like. <laughs> You know, I did that song. You did. He, and, so and no last, one knew it.
0: You're lucky. So we didn't go on the camp this year. We were here
2: because of uh, ol, old
0: mate Rona. So last year we went down to Churchill um, in Gippsland. Yeah. Gippsland?
2: Yeah, Gippsland. Everyone has to do initiative, you know, like yeah, get up and sing yeah. a song. So I, I did Wonderwall. Oh. I had to get
0: up in front of the group.
2: So, and it was horrible. I didn't. So I did – Well, my rendition of that. Wonderwall was yeah. not horrible. Yeah, yeah you were good. good. Oh, I was good. <laughs> I did the um, – yeah, you've lost that love and feeling in the movie, Yeah, right? Yeah. Which is the – Bit the, of fun. The, real, the Goose and Maverick one, like the proper one, yeah, not, yeah. not the young, I haven't youngest. seen them Yeah, anyway, and um, fell on deaf ears. No one knew it. I liked it. was it. shocking. And oh. and then in the end, I was like, look, Top Gun 2 is coming. Top Gun is the best movie ever. Number two would be even better. Mm-hmm. So I've got that over all you blokes, and then I walked off.
0: There's a lot of just <laughs> empty. They didn't get the but reference. They
2: didn't get it, but now... They don't even bring it up, but I bring it up and I go, "Do you remember that song I sung, boys?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, that's right." Then move on. So, anyway. <laughs> but Top Gun anyway. Maverick,
0: yeah. I was I was re-watching it the other day. Do
2: you think we should use it this week? No, see, because I, I had this. Thing are you trying to get your place for it? No,
0: well, the, see, the question about the theming came from it because I, I found myself watching the movie, and for anyone who's seen Top Gun Maverick, obviously the big blow off dogfight at the end of the film, they do the the, the mission, and then they had to the, have the skirmish at the end. And there was part of me that was like, "Is this just how it happens?" I sat there and I thought. Yeah. This is about high-performing teams executing under pressure, yeah. communication. Yeah. And it's yeah, all, that's how it happens. That, that's yeah. the theme. I was watching yeah. this scene and yeah. I was like
2: – Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. well, I, I was trying to think one of the – so I went through a movie phase. Yes. I reckon. And I I, I think I rolled with a couple of um, – they had the army one. Do you remember that? I used that at Coburg. Oh. My, my, it was Anzac Day. Yes. So yes. I used my uncle who was a tank – mate, how's this for a role? A tank – so his role was to deliver fuel to the tanks in Vietnam. Wow. Talk about the worst. like it's not good. Just, and how he got through that, I don't know. But he did. So, um, yeah, and, I, so, and I've used those ones. Um, I think I used a book once. Yeah, so it just depends. Um, but, yeah, I, I, so the way I normally set it up to give, to give my hand away now is away games are themes. Yes. Home games are pyramid. Okay. And we draw from the pyramid. So that's the way I normally. So, pyramid
0: is sort of our standards. Yeah, it
2: might like. be, but it might be our effort. Yes. It might be about execution yeah. or yep. love or whatever it is. I'll give it a pyramid away. But <clears throat> Top Gun ticks there, all of those so. boxes. Yeah, by it, the it way. does. It does. But away games are themes.
0: At Miramar, they've got that a pyramid on the wall.
2: So, Top Gun could be a chance this week, but there will be a theme this week and it's a final. So, um, I, I last time up there, I used the barbecue moments. Yes. Which is the Paul salmon one, so that was that was the theme around that. who can get a barbecue moment, yeah, but I think I think we'll have to muster one of the better ones up, do some I agree, research I
0: agree. I, just closing on top Gun oh, re watching it, I had this feeling, I was like, this film, I think I said this to him. I was like, this film it's not the best movie ever made, but it's what's best about watching movies, yeah,
2: yeah. All the emotions.
0: All the emotions. The spectacle's outstanding. The yeah. action's outstanding. you got a hero to cheer for. They win the day. Yeah. It's rousing. It's everything. It's technically yeah. brilliant. Yeah. It's so... It's
2: I'll tell you what. I watched the Nick Cage one last night.
0: Oh, which one? Captain Corelli's
2: Man No, the new, the new Nick Cage movie. Have you seen
0: it? Oh, the, um, the unbearable weight of... I am Nick massive, Cage or something. Massive, no, yeah. yeah. The, the, unbearable, what is he? the unbearable weight of massive
2: talent i don't know what it is it just says nicholas cage it's about him being acting and kidnapped and all <laughs> yeah, that stuff i a, actually liked it it's quite he, good
0: yeah he plays like a version of himself yeah, who has to movie. knock off yeah this bad
2: guy yeah it's crazy it's, but it's, it's not bad it's it's okay
0: yeah. um questions from friends time proc yeah we've asked some people at the footy club to ask you some questions oh god are we ready yeah hold on where's my where's my mixer we'll go oh, they're actually live no we've oh, got recorded
2: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> oh, right, you're going to bring them in. So, yeah. this is our first one. They've from been waiting online.
0: <laughs> our first one from Mason DeWitt. You ready? DeWitt. Yeah, Proctor. Uh, two trips
2: to the Gold Coast this year. Is it true your beautiful wife does have a little bit of an issue with us traveling up there? And just shed any light on that if it's true. Thanks, mate.
0: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, I can't say it here. You probably can't use her terminology. Put let's a, let's just some was she not she was she concerned about some distra- is it voluptuous some, is that the word that's a word <laughs> um, concerned about distractions
2: yeah yeah so Gold Coast is known for a couple some of some attractive women yeah. at times yep and it can be a distraction so she just warned me she just put it on the table she's like just stay on the job yeah
0: eyes ahead eyes
2: ahead. No no rubber necking.
0: But I think that's a I think that's a great learning for all of the yeah. on the traveling party. Yeah. So especially a business. And fire. then
2: I mentioned it once <laughs> and now it's just out of hand. And every time I say gold goes, all I hear in the background is mm, mm, goes. Mm, you know. Mm. So anyway. There was, well, that's Kirsty's um one for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so that is true.
0: There was a very funny moment where we were rolling in on the bus and there was a local uh and there was a bit of rubbernecking. Yeah. And I don't know if it was you it was someone at the front of the bus yeah. might have said, all no.
2: right. It wasn't me. <laughs> someone said, oh, hey, no. Come, no. On. Oh, come on. Come on. Come ne- on. On the up. job.
0: Next up is Charlie Beasley. G'day, Proc. It's your favourite Beasley here, Charlie. Uh, just a quick one, mate. The Beasley brothers, when playing together, are six for six. was just wondering if that gets taken into account at match committee and team selection. Thanks,
2: mate. They gel together well. Jeez, first time ever, as in I know that now. mm Mate, why not? I mean, Charlie's not, he's got concussion yeah. at the moment. Um, he's out. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe. I think in the future, it will I be. think there's something in it. <laughs> they play so well together. That, that is very true. Like, they, they do play very well together. Yeah, I can give him that. That's for sure. All right. Well, we'll look forward to but it's seeing It's not something that. that I've considered, though, <laughs> in the stats.
0: The great man, Brady Gray,'s got a question for you. Oh, yeah.
2: Who's a better bloke out of me and my dad? His dad. Oh. <laughs> Straight up. Oh, I didn't even hesitate. No.
0: That's that cop that. He's not going to like that. He's,
2: my, he's one of my best mates. Hey, can you
0: explain? So, obviously, played with Guy? Nah, he no. He was just a coach. Okay. He was an
2: assistant off field. Yep. Um, um, but yeah, just one of the guys that I really just connected with really yeah, cool. well, got along with. Um, and how old was Brady at that point? Well, Brady was at Fremantle. Oh, he was okay. Yep, yep. Yep. So, and it was just my time in Tassie that I met. But, but one thing with um, Chalky, his nickname is Chalky Gray, is that um, extremely loyal, and um, you know, really just had my back all the way. And that's hard to find when you don't have someone who you bring along. Because normally, as a coach, you bring people with you who support you, have your back, or you've earned the trust and respect of those around you. Mm -hmm. Where I hadn't, I was a new person. And he straight away from the get-go to the end had my back all the way and uh, I'm indebted to him for it.
0: There's a lesson in that for Brady. Be more loyal.
2: Be loyal. Yeah. Um,
0: Next we've got House. House. There's my button for House.
2: Who is the best player that you've coached? Oh. Jeez. Mm. There's, There's a guy in Tassie. Okay. All right. And no one would even know who he is, but his name. Well,
0: was... I could have sworn he would say Thorpey, but. I
2: mean, I, I'm not going to say anyone here. Okay. I don't think it's fair. But there was one guy in Tassie. His name was Harry Walters, and he had everything to play AFL attributes from skills, power, um, toughness, speed, like everything. And he's he's about six foot, but he could mark the ball in the air, take hangers, pick the ball up the ground. He played back, forward, mid, anywhere. And he's one of the best players I've ever seen. But he's just one of those guys that – and, you know, I think, and, and he, he, he played at the – so he played for Tassie versus Western Australia and dominate that as well. So I reckon at any level he would have been completely fine. And in, in, and I know it's easy to say, like, oh, if you're given a chance, there's always those stories. But he's the best player I reckon. I, I reckon one of the best players I've ever coached. He's not the best because it's hard because it's – like I yeah, spent three yeah. years with him, right? Yeah. So I had three years with this guy and I was like, mate, he's awesome like seriously serious player and should play at higher level and but he just loved Bernie stayed at Bernie. He's a local player. Fair enough. You work there, you stay there, family there, all that. Um but he he definitely is worth mentioning, that's for sure.
0: Is Thorpey your favourite player to have coached?
2: Uh, you do love
0: Thorpe? We all I, love Thorpey.
2: Do I do I have a soft spot? for
0: him? I think you might yeah, I think.
2: No, every player I treat the same or differently but you know um yeah, give, that's give, a I give give Thorpey. them the same um, time and hopefully um Effort Thorpey I brought here because I think he brings something unique as a player, but on a, on the field but off the field.
0: Thorpey's year is here, one of the great for us, for me personally, kind of frustrations. Just because yeah. he's had so much bad luck. I know. You know he has he has a training yeah. uh, injury.
2: It's a good learning for everyone though. Oh, absolutely. So we'll take a lot from it, and I think he he's helped shape our culture. From oh, yeah. Are. And like, he's just made it even stronger. He's, he's you know from his first initiation here he did with the Indigenous space. Um, Brilliant. Just, just working, you know, closely with Brady as well, and yeah, I just think it's really cool. So that, yeah, that's thought, the
0: thing. Like all the all, all the off field stuff, with thorby has been so amazing, and it's yeah. like he's just had no luck in terms of getting out and playing more games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just you sort of going, would have loved to have seen him play, you know, the whole year sort yeah, of thing, of and course. just see what he could do personally, and then bring us collectively would have yeah. been really cool. But uh, last one, we got uh, Ferg. This is typically silly. Gay prop, Ferg here. Just a a quick question for you. Obviously, actually played a bit of footy with Ben Guevara. Not surprisingly, seeing he's played for about 15 different clubs. (laughs) Is it true that uh, you and him put Frankston into liquidation? (laughs) Just get a bit of confirmation around that. Thanks, mate.
2: Easy. Easy. Hey, I was long gone before they folded. That's – Well, well, they're they're back now.
0: I think think Ferg's – they were still paying you off. They had an instalment plan going, no, I, and then Cav rocked
2: up. I didn't play for money at Frankston. So you a tip? If anyone's playing for money in the VFL, <laughs> you're in the wrong comp. You're playing the wrong. Yeah, way. like it's yeah. There's no money in the VFL, and that's one of the cool things about the VFL. So you, dis- everyone's there. So
0: you dispute Fergus Green's yeah, contention? It's like, come on,
2: Ferg, <laughs> give me a spell.
0: All right, so we finish off with quick hands. Yep, this is just some word association. Are we are ready to rock and roll? All right. Siren's still on. we got the clock on.
1: All right, so who wins our best and fairest?
2: Oh, Porter. Oh.
1: Favourite footy ground?
2: Fox Hill City Oval. Do you
1: have a coach's pet? Who is it?
2: <sighs> Kavara.
1: Go-to pair of sneakers for game day?
2: <laughs> They're on now. <laughs> <laughs> any, Air Max.
1: Any game day superstitions? Um.
2: Uh, Gotta wear their shoes
1: (laughs) You or Charlie Beasley What do you mean? Pick one
2: Both
1: (laughs) Which player listens to you the most? How? Which player listens to you the least?
2: Fergus Brady
1: or Guy Gray? Chalky Favourite Top Gun character apart from Maverick?
2: Good question Goose Yeah, talk to me Goose
1: all right, and we have to ask you, even though time's up, who should we interview in a future episode?
2: Oh, good one. Um, I think you should get one of the Hawthorne boys.
1: Yeah. Anyone in particular?
2: I think you should get... Dan- <laughs> well, no, I'm serious.
1: <laughs> He's thinking
2: about it. Yeah,
0: should, I like it. You're really thinking about it. Yeah, hard. No,
2: I am, I am. I think you should get Howie, Okay, Daniel Howe. I think there's, there's, there's heaps to unpack. Mm. Yeah. I reckon he's like a really cool cat. He is. Um, such a professional. But I reckon he's got some really good. like Howie's a hard one to get to know. And I feel like I've really got to know him on a good level. And he's, he's, he's funny, you know. He's a good character. I reckon going to be a really good chat. Uh, there you go. I reckon you should get Howie.
0: Love it. Okay. Proc. Thank you so much for being our guest on this week's show. And thanks to everyone who's listened in. That's an absolutely massive game for the footy club this Sunday night. Um, for Hawks fans on the Gold Coast, entry is free. Brilliant. So get along if you're up there. Um, I think you're able to park. It's called the – forgive our uh, how vague we are because we don't know the area, but um, their game day info suggests that you'll enter via gate six um, and there is limited public parking available in the venue's red car park, which okay. I think is actually also free. So free parking, free entry on the day. Uh, f- um, food stalls will be open. There'll be limited catering open as well. Um, 6 o'clock on Sunday night or 6.05 for anyone on the Gold Coast, absolutely come down, wear your colours, support the boys. And then I suppose, Proc, for those yeah. Hawks fans elsewhere around the country, yeah. chuck on the live stream.
2: Jump on the stream. They're having a function at the club. Yes. So I think 5.30 from Box Hill um, so. up in, upstairs. So everyone, family, friends, any supporters are welcome to drop in and watch the game on the big screen, which is really cool. It's on the app, live stream. Yes. And, um, yeah, hopefully it's winning time.
0: Well, and to be honest... It's winning time. For the part-time footy people that we are, the Sunday 6 o'clock on the Gold Coast isn't, strictly speaking, super ideal.
2: Anytime, anywhere, Sean.
0: Anytime, anywhere. But, But for the fan... Mate. What are you watching at 6 o'clock on Honestly, Sunday night?
2: I, it, yes, especially for like uh, no AFL this weekend. No AFL. Just the AFL, the AFLW, Hawks girls are on tonight. Um, tonight shout out to them. Um, but yeah, like how cool. VFL, Sunday night, 6 o'clock. It'll be cool. Like I'll hopefully they get a few tuning in. Be It'll be a
0: great look too. Metricon looks amazing at night.
2: It does, it does. It'll be
0: great. Yeah. So like I said, Prox, thank you so much. You were brought to us by Invoke Door Systems. Uh, how would you enjoy the chat?
2: Loved it. It's great. I, I now I understand because I remember the one night the boys were like, Proc, you're going on the uh, – because I was like, oh, how long are you in there for, you bikes? This is Kunika and Parsons. when I walked in <laughs> to get my gear out. They're like, mate, you'll love it. You just chat and it's so cool. Next minute you're like, where did the time go? So, oh, and I feel the same way. <laughs> <so>. It's midnight. <laughs> We've been recording <laughs> for 12 no, hours. I appreciate having me on. It's nice to always unpack. No, we loved Hopefully. having you
0: on. Uh, em, thank you so much again. What would you make of that? Great chat. As always, Proc. Always. Thank you. Um, for me, Sean Peter Budge for Budget Car and Truck Rental, our fantastic supporters. Um, thank you so much. For the Hawks fans out there, get along to the game if you can. Watch if you're interstate, obviously, um, and enjoy the action. Fingers crossed, we can come away with the win and keep the season alive.
2: That'd be nice. Thanks, nice we Where a happy team at we where the mighty